1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then I have a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. We just got set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Um, saving the spot from the rock. It's a nice, I think it's a nice buck. <laughs> It's a 170. That was money. I think it's down right over there. 10 yards. Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Coming at you a little weak (laughs) right now. Um... Just did the ATA show. It's like a, it's a, it's an epic adventure every year, and uh, we don't sleep very much. And now we're on the road back home. We wanted to do an episode. We released one last year, um, right after ATA, of what we thought. You know, as our first year, we were still in that awestruck moment. You know, mm-hmm. so we want to release a second one to get like a more real feel of like, you know, what what is it? What is it? What's ATA? You know. I feel like you're there the first year. There's a lot to take in, and this year I feel like I didn't think I didn't feel like there's a lot going on. You know what I mean? So um, we're gonna get into the people that make this possible and get in the show. Um, huge shout out to VIP. Um, a lot of interest at the ATA show for the combat veteran. Uh, it's uh, it was it was a lot of fun. We were busy at the booth every day, man. It yeah, was, super busy. Yeah. You know, at least triple compared to what we were yeah, last year. A lot of interest, a lot of interest in the 175, a lot of interest in the combat. Um, yeah, just shout out to Matt, Matt and Cindy and VIP for uh, 
for all the help with getting down here in the room and everything. Um, we can't we can't thank you guys enough for for helping us out. You got a VIP veteran broadhead shout out. Yeah, this week's VIP veteran broadhead shout out is a gentleman we got to see in person once again. Um, Michael Lemansky from Harvest Time Outdoors um, was able to shake his hand and thank him again for doing what he does. Um, being an Army Ranger instructor, going through that course multiple times, um, getting these guys ready to do their duty for this country. Um, also, another huge shout out to Tyler Harris from Harvest Time. Um, he's getting ready to get deployed here in the next week. So, um, big shout out to him. And um, we're saluting you here from Whitetail Legacy and VIP, brother. Oh, yes, man. We had a blast hanging out. Shout out to your dad, man. He's a trip. That, that was a lot of fun meeting him. Um, that that truck's door is wide open. <laughs> I know bro. they probably lost so much yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, podcasting on the roads is epic sometimes, but uh, yeah, man, shout out to to Michael and his dad and Tyler. Just the dude's about ready to go to freaking Green Beret school. You know, what I mean, like yeah, he's he's the legend. So. The most badass of badasses. Yeah. Um, ECW calls all your custom call needs. Turkey calls. Turkey season's right around the corner. Get your turkey calls there. Ingram's Outdoor Procession, all your taxidermy needs. Uh, full body turkey mount coming for homies soon. And if I kill this year, I'm probably going to probably gonna get one too. Doing uh, ducks, turkey, geese, deer. If you're in the local area, check them out. Um, scent lock. Um, all your ozone and camouflage needs. All right, let's get into the show. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. It's just us. Uh, okay, so we're going to break down 2020 ATA, what we thought. Uh, okay, here we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. Solid. What we thought. If you can't if you can't tell, last night, what did we get, like three and a half hours sleep? Yeah. Yeah, probably three and a half. Um, let's go, let's first go into first night at ATA, or first night going to ATA show. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> um, we showed up to the hotel, and it's late. Uh, we... we lose an hour because we jump ahead an hour so uh we rolled in here about 11 30 and going to the hotel they have given our room away um even though it was paid for because we weren't there and uh went into what they call no show status so they booked the room double booked so they doubled down on their money and then here we are showing up to claim our room and it's gone so the hotel's got 19 floors. <laughs> yeah. And there's no rooms. They're None. like, yeah, we got no rooms. And she's like, no one's going to have a room anywhere around here. So we're like, awesome oh, stat. <laughs> so we're like, okay, we can drive 45 minutes to get out of the city. And then... We had to be there at 6. So we're We had like, to be there at 6. So we literally have two hours of driving almost by the time we pack our stuff up, pack it in, you know, then pack it back the to the truck. For like four Five, hours yeah, four hours so we uh we we opted in sleeping in the truck <laughs> which was pretty stat so <laughs> the discussion came to where are we going to park in this downtown city where we don't know anybody don't know any street names or nothing and feel like we might be able to get some sleep so we went to the hospital <laughs> parking lot and that was that was a struggle dude everything's oh. like permit parking this blah blah 
Um, we actually parked in EM parking, <laughs> badge only. <laughs> Not sure what that means, but I'm sure there's some medical guy out there. Brad might know what EM parking means. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I'm sure there's a listener who knows, but uh, we got there. There's like no one in the parking lot. I stuck my doe tag on the mirror and hung it like it was yeah, a badge. It looked just like the badge <laughs> on another car, so homie put his, uh, his doe tag out there. Like someone's driving back, maybe they're just see it and they're like, oh, these guys are good. But, right. So we uh, slept, well, if you want to call it sleeping, we slept in the truck and the garbage trucks came by twice and picked up the trash and people were go- going in and out and waking us up. And then uh, there was no one in the parking lot. And then we woke up at like 5 a.m. and our, the truck's running, of course, and it's cold out. And there's this dude, I get out to brush my teeth. There's this dude waiting for us to pull out so he could park because there's like no parking in the area at all now. And he had to see the exhaust, like, you know, then he knew the truck was running. So I was like, oh, these guys are probably ready to leave. Yeah. We're 20 minutes from leaving. Yeah. I'm outside, like, the guy's just sitting in the middle of the aisle. And he's just waiting for us to get out. I'm like, homie, we probably should get out of here. So, and so I'm brushing my teeth and the guy's like slow rolling by, like, what in the hell are these guys (laughs) doing in this truck? Yeah, so yeah, so the Dodge um hotel bed was was rough as hell. Got hardly no sleep and then went to the show, met up, uh we had to do homie edited a video that they were using um so we had to get that on the TVs. That was a struggle. Um yep. trying to get it over on a SD card or a USB what, drive. USB and then up, uh, but we 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 got it we got it done and uh had to get there early to to finish touching up the booth and then went to the show and then went out and hung out with the last breath guys all night um very little sleep <laughs> yep went to the show again um went to the last breath launch party or last breath launch party <laughs> badlands film festival um we'll, we'll get into that more on but i just ata is like a hundred mile an hour dude for right. us like we podcasted with another group um and it it's like you try to you're gonna you got all these plans to get stuff done and nothing gets done because you're at the show till six and then literally stuff starts at six thirty. like yeah and you got to go back to the hotel and and last year we had to drive but yeah like, we had a 15 20 minute drive the every time day of walking was probably the same time of driving because we had to walk to our hotel it's probably three quarter mile yeah i was gonna say six seven blocks yeah probably three quarter mile every day you know walk to the venue walk back and uh it's pouring down rain two days so and the, and the first day it was freezing oh so, yeah it was yeah that oh. was brutal but but uh yeah so so what do you think let's i want to categorize the badlands film festival and ata as two completely different things okay because i feel like they're associated but they're I, I believe Badlands is like the best thing about the ATA, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, it's the coolest, coolest thing. For sure. But anyways, what is your feeling second year going to ATA and for all our, li- you know, we, we're catering to those normal guys and a lot of them probably never been to the ATA. Should they try to come? Because that was a topic last year. Should you try to come? So what do you think? I think you should try to come, but coming multiple years in a row I don't think is necessary. I feel like once you see the show, you've seen the show. Um, like, I don't know how many times Harrisburg got brought up while we were there. And that's more of like your normal guy's show. It's a very big show. And I feel like that that would be 
a better show than the ATA. I think that the ATA is hyped up because it's just, you know, exclusive. Like you have to be with a company mm-hmm. or you have to, you know, pay substantial money to be in here as a media or a team or just a normal guy associated with something. So I think just the exclusive perspective of the show is why the ATA gets the hype that it does. But there's nothing, once you've seen it, you've seen it, I feel like. Yeah, I feel you. I think a, a guy should try to come once. Um, and, and then it depends, you know, if if you're a gearhead that's really into like what products are coming out and you want to see them first and actually get your hands on them first, the ATA is for you, right? Because that's, that's what it's about. Um, it's all the new stuff coming out. Um, you get to hear about you get like you hear about the hype on social and you're right there to check it out if you want if you're into that stuff if you're really into gear um, i would highly suggest coming um, i mean every hunting celebrity is here um, that's something that i've never really got into the same reason we do this podcast we don't talk to hunting celebrities um we have we, you know we got respect for what they do they're creating content and doing it for a long time but uh, i'm not a fanboy of really anybody uh, besides mark kenyon we got to meet mark kenyon and talk to him and uh, pretty much thank him for starting hunting podcast you know and uh that was really cool man yeah mark, i really enjoyed yeah, that mark was an awesome guy we got we got to have a conversation with him and uh did anybody know he's like six foot two like, yeah yeah guy he, has got some hype yeah, guy's got some hype man but uh that, that was that was like one of the coolest parts of the at i think was getting to meet getting to meet uh, mark and and talking to him and and basically, you know, he he's the OG of Whitetail Podcast, you know what yeah. I mean? So for us just to say, hey, man, we listened to your podcast for a couple of years and then started our own. We just want to thank you for, you know, motivating us to, to do it and uh, getting us on this adventure path. You know, uh, that was that was super cool. But I, I'm kind of I'm kind of over ATA, man. Like it's cool getting to hang out with your friends and stuff that you don't get to see, but that's about it for me. Um, hanging out with Matt and Cindy, of course, awesome. Um, hanging out with VIP and promoting that brand, awesome. But just, I mean, literally, how how many hours were we away from the booth, you think? Two? Yeah, I was gonna say three max. Yeah, and we literally did about like whatever we wanted, We what like everything we wanted to see, we did. Yeah, we almost seen it on the way to the booth. Yeah. Like, you know, we almost got it covered and yeah, it was literally in. a 20 minute deal. It's cool when you're working with a company, then you get that hour before where nobody's there. Yeah. That you can walk around and check out stuff that you want. Um, but um, this year, I don't feel like anybody brought brought it. Like yeah, last year, I feel like there's some companies that came out, like Lone Wolf Custom Gear. Um, and then, you know, the, the new bows that were coming out last year, there's a ton of hype, ton of hype on the crossbows last year. Yeah, the, I was gonna say, that's what I was gonna say when you had said, you know, the social media hype for the companies. And I feel like last year there was two or three times more hype and, you know, big, big things coming. Yeah. And this year, I just, you know, of course, this year, you know, I'm a little more in tune and, you know, so you think that the hype would even be more noticeable, but I feel like, I just don't feel like a lot of companies had, um, I don't you know, some teasers company, yeah. out there. I don't think a lot of companies had like huge breakthrough products this year. You know what I mean? But I mean, like, remember the Garmin site? Yeah. Like how huge that was. Like everybody, and there wasn't anything like that at the show that was just like, holy shit, you know, this is, 
this is a, a new product that we never seen before. Right. Um, uh, companies came out with new stuff. I'm not trying to say that, but there wasn't anything that, um, other than uh, John Dudley going to I was going to say the, the biggest thing was about a guy switching bow manufacturers. Yeah, that was like the biggest hype that we kept hearing. Um, and literally like you could walk up and shoot any bow but you went by the PSE booth. There's just a hundred dudes standing around. Like um, that's where the hype was. I felt John, you know, he came out with his own bow. Um, he switched to PSE. So for the people that, you know, follow him heavily or in our, I mean, that's huge for them. You know what I mean? And um, there is an ass load of hype over there. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I still think you should come one time, check out the show. But like Homie said, I feel like if you want to be able to shoot all the bows and stuff, everybody goes to PA. Like if you can make to that show, you, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to wait to shoot bows longer because there's gonna be more people, of course. Yeah. But you can do everything at ATA you do at PA besides, you know, CT bone walking around. You know what I mean? Right. So. So, moving on to the Badlands Film Festival. So this year we got a little treat. We got VIP access with the Last Breath Boys. Shout out to them. If you guys aren't following them or their podcasts or their videos, social media, the, the guys absolutely crush, dominate um, the game of creating content. They're just very skilled at it. Yep. And, uh, but we got to go VIP uh, with them downstairs. Super cool treatment. Um, shout out to Badlands. Uh, got a hunt vault box. Um, some game hide packages. Um, what else? What else was in there? Um, a base map. Yeah, base um, map subscription. Gift card. Grizzly cooler cup. Yep. Um, uh, there was another card in there. Yeah, we haven't dug through it. Um, just just a that that's just like the goodie bag that you get if you walk in the door early enough. So yeah. that was cool. But yeah, we got to go downstairs. Um, free food, free drinks. Um, got uh, VIP seating, um, which actually was not any better. I didn't think because I, the speakers were like three oh, foot from us, dude. The audio on that video on the video is ripping. Yeah, it's so loud. Um, but I mean, to get the people in the back, like we were like right there by the the stereo, so you know, so it's loud, but. Um, even this year on the Badlands Film Festival, we were talking about we didn't feel like the films were as epic. They're they're good at, I mean, there's shots that are just blow your mind. Yeah, blow your mind. But just, then also like Redneck Tech Podcast says, if you go to epic places, you can get epic shots and have epic shit. So you know, that being year two of us attending that. Um, there, there was good production. I mean, there's outstanding production on yeah. all of the films. Um, there was, there was a couple of videos where I feel like it should have. It was in the feature film category, which is the longer category, and it should have been into the short film, and it was just dragged out. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like a lot of people lost the. So Badlands is all about the story, the message that you're sending with your video. And I feel like uh, a lot of them lost the message, you know what I mean? And it was hard to keep track of what what was going on. And uh, you got to think of that crowd that you're in. You, you know, you're you're in the crowd where, it, you know, on the kill shot, everybody's hooping and hollering and uh, 
they want to they want that message of that hits them you know they want to because you're playing nine films and you got to remember which one you like the most and that's tough man when they're you know what a, they, they're 10 minutes max yeah or nine yeah nine minutes max but i mean so you're watching that many films back to back to back to back like so. i still don't remember you know four of the nine films and the the top three i only remember one of them yeah and like i just wish they would recap it show a show some clips real quick you yeah. know 15 30 second clip to recap the video and then let the vote voting begin yeah i i agree with you it's hard to remember which one and that's why i said the one that has that message that you're like ah damn you know yeah the production quality it's they're all are there on production quality like they're all high production some are like insane production um but they're all there so it comes down to if you all have high production content it all comes down to the story that you're trying to create and when you get hit and you're like oh damn that was good you remember that one so i feel like that's all badlands ends but just the whole event the atmosphere is really good um and like they said i mean we're at we're in a theater that's like built in the 1800s you know what i mean it's just cool and they they made a comment that you know the venues that they go to always say that that our crowd's rowdy but respectful and i could you know i could see that everybody's picking up their trash on the way out and stuff it's just the type of people hunters are so that was cool to see um and then last night we got a little rowdy man it, it was it was a little off the chain had a good time um hung out with a lot of people and uh but ata in a nutshell for me still fun had a blast but the reason the real reason it was fun was just hanging out with the people you know hanging out with mike um hanging out with last breath meeting the instinctive passion boys yeah talking to them seeing their giant yeah seeing their absolute yeah. giant that they shot you know and i feel like that's what makes ata show for me is is meeting that but um i'm not really a gearhead i i like the products i like and i try new things but i'm not like what's the mill specs well you know i'm not into the fine details i'm like how does it work how does it help me kill a critter you know what i mean yeah and I'm not like I like to tinker with stuff, but not like my gear gear wise. I'm not like a tinkerer. You know, I'm not trying. I'm not like Dudley and be like, okay, I need ten things on this bow changed. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the bow is the bow, and when I pick it up from the store, I take it home and like you know it, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not I'm not tinkering or thinking about what changes need to be made because the product is the product. I feel like. Yeah. And if you're a tinker, ATH for you, dude. You can go through. And like, if you went, we always say this, if you went to every booth and literally like looked at their, all their products, it would take you the full three days. I mean, what what do you think the the sales pitches, you know, at the VIP booth? I mean, it's eight, 10 minutes yeah. to, get, to go through. Yeah. And that's if they know about the, the veteran. Yeah. Let alone, you know, explaining the combat veteran. So if they don't have experience on the two blade, you have to, you know, ex explain everything about the two blade, the technology, um, you know, all the components, all the the grade of all the metals. And then you go into the four blade, you got to explain how it works. And I mean, so eight to 
10 minutes and then they have questions and you go back and forth a little bit and that's just at one booth yeah and, you know and that's if they already have um a, a awareness about the product to begin with yeah if you're running through the whole line it takes some time you know and we there i don't know how many times i gave that speech a guy mm. walks up and like man tell me about these heads and then you go you're like all right here we go 198th time you know yeah and uh I, I like it, man. I love the head, so it's it's not it's not really work to me. But the two hundred time you do it, you're like, damn, dude. I bet you I've I've talked for eight hours straight today. <laughs> I mean, that's what it feels like. Right. So. And like, if you go there and you do work a booth and you're not passionate about that product, or like you're just there because you have to be there, and you're like trying to help run the booth, it, you're gonna get burnt out in the first two hours. Yeah. You know, and just like Cody said, when when you are giving that speech over and over and over and you do like the product and you, you know, you're passionate about it, it makes it a whole lot easier because you really feel like you're doing something. You're, you're making an impact on somebody with that product or that company and really educating them. Yeah. And one, and one thing I will say is we've seen this multiple times is if you come with a company, it, you have you wear your badge around that says the company that brought you do not scratch it out and write your team's name or your name yeah that just like huge disrespect like these people either got you in or paid for you to get in and then you just scratched it out and wrote your own business or team down uh, we've seen that a lot and uh, we also seen a guy come by and tell us he shot it with a broad head and then had a picture of a rifle laying over it <laughs> you see some crazy stuff going on you know what i mean so um if you're at a, if you do end up going to ata show just just be respectful and and enjoy the show and like i said there's a lot going on i shot a lot of bows this year year um a lot of good bows a lot of bows i didn't like a lot of companies i'd never heard of i shot um just trying to fill it out man and there's nothing that i was like oh damn this this is the one you know what i mean and, uh did you did you go did by? you shoot at verdicts again i did not shoot you should the verdicts have, i think again. you should have yeah shot at verdicts again the verdicts is when i shot that that's the you know i shot that when i shoot that last winter yeah yeah yep. about this time last year and i was like holy smokes that 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 really blew me away but i'm not, I'm not sure of the new matthews bow for this year lemansky told me the name of it um I can't, I can't remember what it was. He said he shot that, and he's a Hoyt guy, and he said that that Matthews was was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, were, we were gonna shoot Hoyt bows, but the damn line was so long, and you're like, how valuable? I could go to my pro shop and shoot this, you know, yeah. and, and really take my time, because if you got guys waiting on you, you feel bad shooting more than like three or four arrows, you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah, I was, I was standing in line at the prime booth to shoot, um, had a bow in my hand that I was going to shoot. And then um, two retailers walked up. Um, they were getting escorted by, um, I'm assuming, a secretary. And they got handed off to um, the gentleman running the shooting line. And they come up behind me. And I was like, you know, go ahead, you know, because you're what you're doing is way more important than what I got going on. Yeah. So some people aren't going to do that, obviously. No, but, yeah. um, you know, there are people there trying to run a business yeah, and buy. find They're products to buy make orders you know yeah I mean? it's their living to and run that, a shop and that's something we could talk about you know the first the first day of ata 
Um, no teams or press was allowed, only retail buyers and vendors. Um, and I actually, I feel like we did a lot of business that first day. And I felt like the retailers had more free range of the, the area. And me and homie were like, this is quiet in here, dude. Yeah. Like when you, we were used and then the second, second, third day it was loud. You were like, holy shit. You know, you can tell a difference in the amount of people that were there. And I actually, like at first I didn't really like understand why ATA did that, but it was a smart move because yeah. it's about the, it's about the retailers and making that connection and selling product. That's what ATA is about. So I I felt like all of the vendors appreciated that move. Yeah. I know it probably pissed a lot of people off, you know, that they didn't get to be there on that first day, but um, just just the atmosphere of that day um, had a different feel than the rest of the show. And I think that, you know, ATA kind of went back to its roots there and that was a good decision. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, coming coming to this show, we come down for three days, and a lot of guys are like, "Man, I can't give up three days." But if you want to come to the show and check it out, how average hunter was here a day and then left. You not know even I mean? not even a full day. Yeah, not even a full day. Rolled so. in at like ten and left at three. Yeah, and he's seen what he wanted to see, and rolled out. You know what I mean? And uh, and it was four hour drive, but he got to meet a lot of people that he talks to online and stuff like that. So that's the cool part about ATA. There's so many people here that you can meet finally, you know, that you may connect on social media, but you could literally get in on a press pass, you know, and come a day and see the show and then roll out. And then, then you'd have an idea of like, do I want to go for the three day adventure or am I cool? Just not, not going, but. I, uh, I don't know how many times we heard about that PA show. So yeah, I feel like if you want to see all these new bows, shoot them, see all the new product, um, the PA show open to anybody. I think how many, it's eight or nine days. Long. I want to say, I was just thinking, I was like, how long is that show? I want to say it's just in my head. It's, it's a, at least a week. Yeah. And I think it's a weekend, a week, and then the following weekend. Jesus. So I, I think it's yeah, two weekends. That's ridiculous. But I mean, you could literally like go make it a, a day, you know what I mean? And and walk that show and see what you could see at ATA. The only only thing about ATA really is the famous celebs walking around and they do a bunch of meet and greets and stuff, which mean homie, we literally talked to Mark Kenyon and Casey from the Management Advantage. Yes. And Michael Leminski and that's about like uh Tim Silva that dude is a giant like yes you you like see him on video and stuff you're like oh, okay but I walked up to him I'm like wow that guy is a tank <laughs> like if you, we were just talking like if you had to go in the cage with that dude you'd be I'd be like I'm out I'm like as soon as the card comes out and you're on it and you're like, all right, who am I fighting? Yeah. When you see that dude's <laughs> name, you're just like, that's gonna be a bad night. Yeah, that's gonna be a real bad night. So, uh, but yeah, other than that, like, no celebrity starstruckness. Just, and like I said, there just wasn't any companies. There's a few, but there was nothing that I was like, damn, now that's a good idea. But like we always do, we went through the innovation zone. Cause that's the people that are, you know, trying to break through. They're paying to be there. They got a, like kind of a little small little area over there. Um, and we did find a couple things there that I thought was pretty, pretty sweet. And I saved the business cards. They were in my pocket, probably not there anymore. So uh, we could talk about them. 
do you remember him as the Burr Paul or the Bear Paul? Uh, I think it's the Burr Paul. The Burr Paul. Yeah. So the Burr Paul. I'm I'm assuming I, it was a husband and wife. Yeah. Um, that was there, and she had come up with this um, system. Um, you run your hand inside the sleeve, and then you run it through, and it literally takes off any cockaburs. They had like a Columbia fleece jacket yeah. covered in cockaburs, and she just one swiped it, and they all fell off, or they all were on this burr paw, you know. And yeah. then she took the burr paw and like just rubbed it around a little bit, and they all fell off it. I'm like, what? And then, did she rub it against itself, or yeah, did she just rub against it itself? Yeah, yeah, and. And I was like, wow, you know, and it's funny, like you go to ATA where like there's engineering feats being made on bows <laughs> and stuff. And then you see something that's just so practical. And I want to say it was like 15 bucks or something. Yeah, 15 or 19. Yeah, it, it was pretty reasonable. And like if you've ever. Even if it got half the shit off. Yeah. Like still. It, but like it was getting like the giant cockaburs, the really small, fine ones. Like, yeah, they had a, a little different um, system for like. I don't know what the hell she called them things. But yeah, with the, the, bit, like the, the big, big ones, they yeah. have like a, a a card pocket that they put in top, and that's how you get the big ones off there. You just run a card oh, yeah. along this, yeah. and they come off. But like it's basically like a credit card um, kind of size deal. But that, that we thought that was super cool. They did a really nice little pitch for us. And uh, I wear timber fleece in the winter, and, you know, with, with your late-season suit, Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much timber fleece, but even the tactic suit, like yeah. it's a little fleece. Yeah, and fleecy. Uh, those cockaburs, dude. Once they're on there, and you don't get them off, then they get that like six-way entanglement. You know what I mean? And yeah. then you're like gotta pick them with your nails. This thing literally was just like a swipe, and they were gone. I you was, remember that picture we put up on yeah, social yeah. of you after we should have checking paw, cans on public. Yeah. Oh, dude, I should have had the burr paw. So, like, I still have it vacuumed my truck. So, like, some of them yeah. are still in. Here. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee <laughs> it. Um, go into the bow spider a little bit. So, the bow spider was another product at the Innovation Zone. Um, once again, another small company, husband and a wife out there grinding. Um, it's like a. It's probably 50% larger than a hockey puck. Um, has a little slit into the puck and you attach a, um, I don't know what you, um, like a post onto your where your stabilizer goes or just below your stabilizer. And you get to slide that post into the puck and you get to carry your bow on your hip. Um, you can also attach straps to the puck and run it over your um, pack system or run it on your stand. Yeah, run um, it on the back seat of your truck. Yep. Run it on your head race of your truck. On um, a wall in a garage. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was a really good idea. Just, you know, like I have a hard case and it it's kind of bulky and fumbling around and like now you could just literally put the hard case in the closet and hang your bow up and especially like when you start shooting your bow when it starts getting nice out again yeah. and, it, and if you shoot like like we do you know it's super convenient to just have it right there instead of having to go get your case and when you get when you got kids around you can't just leave it out on the ground you can yeah. hang that puck high and hang it up it's going to hold your bow but it's cool because you could take it from there and then you could put it on your waist belt it's got a, a spot where your a belt can go through it then you can literally carry your bow on your waist and have two hands like for for me if we're going in 
um, sometimes it'd be nice to have two hands to like grab trees and stuff to get up the, the hills, but yeah. you're always carrying your bow. And we are, we got so much stuff strapped on our backs already. Or if, if we're hanging and hunting, um, you could literally have your bow right there and you don't even need a pull rope. Yeah. You, you could just literally hook it in. And it's not rock solid. It sways a little bit, which is good. Cause it's, it's, I feel like if it was rock solid, it would make you stumble. It kind of sways with your body. Yeah. But this guy's walking around the show. He's got three bows on. Yeah. Him. One bow, bow, one bow on dual wielding hip. bows. Yeah. <laughs> hip and then one on his back. And the system for the back, like, like if you're if you're strapped in on a backpack, spotting stock at something, you're gonna have to like drop your back tag, undo the strap, pull your bow out. You'd literally like pull up and then pull out, and it pops out, and then you have your bow ready to go in your hand. Or if it's on your hip and you're glassing, you're like, you're trying to rest your the bow like on your leg, you know, and then you're glassing. You pop it in there, you ain't got to worry about it. And then you glass. I mean, it, it was it was a super cool idea. Another inexpensive product. Another um, husband and wife, I'm assuming. Yep. And uh, the, his, the, the lady there was, she was carrying three bows. She was walking around the show, you know, trying to get some exposure for their product. And uh, it was another one of those. It was a good sales pitch. You could tell the people were good, and uh, it's just a good idea. And but yeah, that was like our two innovation zones. We always like to give the small guys a shout out, um, and that was the two there that that we really liked. And uh, we could tell that they're ran by good people, and that that means a lot to us, also. Yeah. So, say that. VIP does not need help running their booth next year. Are you going to the ATA show or not? So I'm assuming next year we'll be back in Louisville. No, um, it's an Indy. It's an Indy yeah, next it's year? it's an Indy and it's uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh. Yeah. Man, where'd you get the details on it's that? It's on their website. Uh, oh, on the app. Right yeah. Um. So VIP does not need help, we'll say. Um, are we going? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. Um I mean just just to see the people like I think it's worth going and if they move the days like that it's going to be a Friday Saturday you don't have to really miss work. Um I, I'm assuming they will do the same thing next year with the first day just being um retailers and vendors only. Um, because I think I think the feedback from that is going to be incredible. Yeah. So I think that they're going to keep that going. I, and so basically it will be a weekend. And I mean, just to see the people that you've made a connection with or that you talk with every day on social. Um, you know, you follow them along, follow along with them all year. And then, you know, this is like your one time a year to be face to face, hang out, you know, yeah. grab some beers together. Um, so that, that's I, worth the trip. I would say, yeah. And, and if VIP doesn't need help, I think just a shorter stint here. Yeah. It, it would be fine. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like if I'm going to build relationship with companies, I'm okay going. Um, I'd be, if it was here in Indy, I'd be real cool with leaving friday night having a hotel going to the badlands crashing out leaving really early sunday morning yeah you know, like go to the go to the show saturday meet out with all the dudes see what you want to see 
roll out, go to the film festival, and then Sunday morning you're rolling home at, you know, whenever you can get out of bed from Saturday night. <laughs> you know, I would be cool with that. Um, you would miss, you know, the first day of the show and the third day of the show. But uh, unless you have meetings with people that you want to build uh, relationships with um, company-wise, I do not see a need for uh, me to come back and visit the ATA show unless it's like a one-day know two-day deal like that right it seems like that third day is just such a battle you know what i mean like yeah you know and you know the show starts 8 9 o'clock um and then usually by noon everybody's wrapping it up you know like some of them booths are literally 20 by 20 you know yeah. 30 by 30 they got a lot of stuff going on you know last year realtree had a log cabin yeah so i mean that's gonna take some time to tear down everybody's tired Everybody's worn out. They've been standing for three days straight. And that doesn't sound terrible until you do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the chairs at the booth just come in so clutch. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Just to sit down for, you know, 10 minutes is can really change your. All right, we're back. We're back in here. Um, how are my squiggles? We did a little adjusting on the soundboard. Um, I got really small squiggles. Homie had it on max. <laughs> so we actually had a different podcast use our system and use our soundboard. And homie's mic was on 10 on the max. <laughs> it was and, on the max. Yeah. And it was, it was peeking out a little bit. So if the audio is not the best in this one, um, we're also driving in a truck, but, uh, <laughs> but that would be why homie, homie was, he was, yeah. he was, he was maxing it out. So, um, I was talking about, you know, being able to sit down and really be able to give you a boost, you know, after standing for four hours straight, like literally just standing, not walking, not doing anything, um, literally just standing there, um, going over things. So, yeah, being able to sit down a little bit is huge, man. It's, it's a struggle standing there and, and you hear the Exodus guys talk about like the PA show being so long. I'd be like, ah, dude, you got to do, they're doing that ad sell, like a, hundred thousand times you yeah. know what i mean and like they're up and down every day going in there so shout out to the people that are putting out boosts there and doing it every day that's that's hardcore but uh this was our uh kind of ata uh wrap up um it's probably a lot different from the first year to the second year it'd be cool to see but um like I have a little said, bit more of a voice this year yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah we, we had a blast um meeting a lot of people um, made some good connections and uh, just going to keep growing and and we'll we'll know if we're going to go to next year or not. Um, we'll know probably about two months out. <laughs> we'll make some rash and rash decision to to decide. But yep. So overall, you know, it, it's a good experience, but I don't feel the need for just you know the regular guy to make it every year unless you you know have a strong connection with just you know friends that you only get to see one time a year at the show yeah. all right man get your kids out there shed season starting for us up here down the south they're still chasing does around i guess <laughs> crazy as hell but um try to leave a legacy and whitetail legacy is out 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 you're listening to the waypoint podcast network brought to you in part by hunt stand the number one hunting and land management app 
On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.